connection. Welcome to this one and only podcast in which we'll be discussing the pros and cons of being a cameraman. Every day is filled with video footage, whether it be on TV, on our computers, or on our phones. There is always someone behind the lens working away to try and produce some amazing footage for our viewing pleasure. You'll find out some interesting facts and behind the scenes information on how these shots are taken and just how difficult it can be. We'll also be finding out about some top secret tips on how to make your footage better and other examples how things don't always work out how you anticipate it. We shall be talking to BBC cameraman Mike Easton and RSAMD student Johnny Blair to see their different views and just exactly what they do. When you're working with a camera, it seems that you need a lot of imagination to get precisely what you're looking for. Working with cameras enables you to express your creativity in a way in which you wouldn't usually be able to. For example, with painting, it's very restricted with what you do. You've got paint, you've got paper, and then you're just left to it. But with film, you've got actors, you've got camera, you've got lights. You've got a whole <clears throat> range of elements that put together what you see on the screen. Cameramen clearly find a joy in what they do, or else they wouldn't do it. I think the for me, attending a, a news story and getting the pictures and then seeing the pictures go out on transmission, knowing that they could be getting beamed all around the world, that's exciting, you know, to think that you're the first person there to see these things as they happened. And then sometimes millions of people are watching your footage going out. And I get a buzz out of that, I enjoy that. Like every job, there's always aspects of a job that aren't particularly enjoyable or pleasant. And I think for me, probably, as we're getting into winter now, um, occasionally you'll, you'll get sent on a, a court story where you're basically you're standing outside the court building all day long to get what is sometimes just a 20-second shot. And it can be freezing cold, it can be snowing, it can be icy, just generally unpleasant atmosphere to work in. And the fact that you can't move, you have to be there all day, that obviously isn't that much fun. Although I do enjoy the challenge of getting the picture, if I get the picture. Um, especially if other people don't get it and I get it, then you get a buzz out of that. Obviously, to be able to do this, you need equipment. Last year we were shooting on the Sony DSR-570s, which is a tape-based camera that records in mini-DV. And at the time, that was a good camera to use, but since moving on to Canon 550D, Canon 60D, and Canon 5D Mark II, uh, you really do notice a difference in quality. And there's a lot more you can do with the 5D. For example, it picks up low-light situations so much better than the 570 would ever. And uh, obviously it's HD, so you just get uh, a brilliant picture from it. There's a, a new... Well, it's, I suppose it's not that new now. There was a, a, a way of working that was born in America called video journalism. And essentially, to put it in its simplest form, it's sending journalists out with video cameras to uh, film their stories, and then they take the what we call the rushes, the uncut pictures, 
back to the television center and they'll edit their own pictures, put their voice on it and then send it off to transmission. I don't particularly like that way of doing. Um, obviously it has an impact on people like me because we're what we call craft cameramen or sometimes called lighting cameramen. Um, it has a direct impact on our jobs but also the the quality suffers greatly and this is something that the various broadcasters have over the years tried to deny but eventually um, the light's been switched on for them and they realize that it's a system that just doesn't work. Um, not for bigger broadcasters, for small town broadcasters that you'd have in the States. It, it fills a gap, um, but for national and international broadcasting, um, it's, it's just not working. So I, I don't particularly like the mindset of, of video journalism. I don't think it's necessarily a great idea. The camera technologies that are involved, in my mind, have become too uh, complicated. They're not very user-friendly if you want to do stuff properly. If you just want to pick a camera up and press a button, then they're ideal for that. Um, but there's, there's just a whole load of pitfalls with them, and unfortunately, um, due to budgetary demands and stuff, we see a lot of this type of footage going out these days. And especially if it's edited amongst other properly shot pictures, it sticks out like a sore thumb, and it, I think, has kind of brought down the, the quality of various programs within the BBC and the ITV network. These men obviously have a passion for what they do. The industry is very diverse and is always open to new things and people. I think my favorite part of working for the industry, it's a big team effort and I enjoy being part of the team and I'm fortunate in that the people that I usually work with within television news, we're all good friends. It's almost like a little family atmosphere and uh, we all look out for each other, we all help each other out. And it's just a pleasant environment to work in. Sometimes you have tough days where the job may be physically demanding or emotionally demanding, um, but just knowing that you've got folks round about you to back you up and help you out is, is good, and I enjoy that. When you think about it, there is so much more to video than just a picture. This got me thinking on how important sound actually is. Having been a sound recordist when I started, uh, the sound sometimes is more important than the pictures. There's no point showing a picture if the viewer at home can't hear what the picture is about. Um, similarly, if a, a journalist is doing a piece to camera, or what we call a piece to camera, where they're talking about elements of the story direct into the camera, um, if you can't actually hear what they're saying, then unless you can lip read, there's little point in actually recording the sound. So sound is important. Um, the, the ways that we get sound sometimes uh, is almost like a black art. Um, you can imagine the scenario where it's maybe in a drama, uh, where you're having um, uh, two actors walking along a road, a long pavement, and you can see in the trees and the surrounding area that it's a very, very windy day, and yet you can't hear any wind noise on them. 
um, and you hear their speech clearly coming through, then to get that sound just right takes a lot of skill and a lot of know-how, um, the right equipment and how to use the right equipment. So I think anyone that talks down sound really doesn't know what they're talking about themselves. It's a very important part of, of television. After all, television is radio with pictures, and radio obviously started with just sound. I think the best thing to do is just watch films and take notes on how the masters have, have done it, you know, look at the camera angles, look at the framing, look at the editing, look at the sound, and just try and replicate it, replicate it in your own manner. Obviously, I've been talking about the Canon 5D being a great camera, but to be honest, <clears throat> as long as you've got a good story and a good crew, the picture quality shouldn't matter as much as long as you've got the basics right first. The story at the end of the day is the most important element of the film. Obviously, the picture is important, but you wouldn't go to see a film just because of the picture, and you'd go to see a film because of the story at the end of the day. So yeah, obviously the story is the most important important element to the film. To try and make anything look semi-decent, a lot of effort has to be put in. If not, your footage could come out overexposed or grainy. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast the whole way through. Big shout out to Mike Easton and Johnny Blair for taking their time to speak to me. And I would also like to thank James McPherson for the music used in this podcast. I'm Liam Wedge, and thank you very much. That's a wrap.